Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help take you to the next step in your relationship with Christ. Tough Talk Christian Radio is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Tony Gambone. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone, and this is Tough Talk Christian Radio, and we are excited, as we are each Wednesday, to be able to do this and to be able to uh, allow the people around the, the world and across the country to understand what God's doing in other people's lives. So it's a blessing for me, and, uh, well, we hope it's a blessing for you as a listener. You can uh, find out more about Tough Talk Christian Radio by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. We're always looking for guests. We're always looking to share what the Lord is doing in others' uh, others' lives and, and, and in their journeys, and whether they're... Um, a bright journey or a dark journey right now. We all need help getting through that, and I think that the Lord put us here to tell our testimony. So anyone interested in uh, being a guest on the show, you can go to toughtalkchristianradio.com, click on the register to be a guest button, and select a date and time that's available and meet your schedule. Also, you can connect with us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, well, all the social media sites, and we hope you will. Or you can just email me at info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. Okay, so coming to you live, uh, actually, usually I'm in my studio. Uh, as a lot of listeners know, we have a remodeling business here in the Houston surrounding areas, and uh, so we're out on a job today, and uh, it re- they requested me to be there, but the beauty of doing this radio show is I can do it from anywhere else in the world, and so I'm sitting in my truck out in front of a job, and uh, I'm on my laptop and excited to be able to do this. I have my sunroof open, and I can hear birds chirping. It doesn't get much better than this, except for the fact that it got down to about 42 degrees here in the Houston area, which if you know Houston, last week it was 90. So this is uh, one part of winter for us. We have it for about three, four weeks, but it's not all in the same month or even in the same two months. So excited about that and looking forward to getting back to the warmer weather later this afternoon. So if you want to call into the show, it's 347-989-1363, and you can listen by phone that way, or you can go and press the number one on your phone to connect with me to ask questions to the guest. I'm super excited today because we have a guest today. Uh, Jim Huddleston, who has actually has a a record being released today, so we're excited to hear more about that and where you can purchase that opportunity as well. And uh, so before we do that, I just wanted to uh, talk about something that happened to me this week. Uh, actually, on Sunday, I was in church, and well, if you're from the, a big city, and Houston is the fourth largest city in the country, so we have a lot of traffic that we deal with. And uh, the, the sermon was about uh, uh, forgiveness and uh, being able to look at others with love. And uh, so if you know in today's world, we don't see a lot of that. And if you're in a big city and you're driving down I-10 or I-45 or wherever you're at and what city you're in and it's rush hour, well, there's not a lot of love and forgiveness there either. Because I know especially here in the Houston area, we have drivers well. They just drive a little bit different than most people I have experienced across the country. But with the showing love and and, and forgiveness, 
they picked a sermon to talk about that because that seems to be a hard thing to do. So I don't know about you, but for me, forgiveness is easy. Forgetting is hard. Uh, Love is easy if I'm being loved on, but uh, sometimes showing love or not having an opinion or not having a comment, well, that's really hard to do as well. So I think for me this week what I took out of the sermon was to try to work extra hard on uh, spreading the love and uh, just keeping my lips quiet and just not uh, not symbolize the uh, well the picture of number one to that driver going by me almost cutting me off and running me into a guardrail and instead pray for him because it must be some emergency that they have to get to and not have any comment like well he should have got up earlier or you know he should you know not lose his mind on the highway or whatever those comments that we have. So I don't know about you, but for me, that's kind of tough, especially in the middle of life. Now, when I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I'm reading my my Bible and I'm spending some time with the Lord and I'm listening to some music or, you know, just going through my daily day to get started, it's real easy to love on everything. But once 7 o'clock hits and, and you're out in the fresh air, life seems to change. So for me, I am trying to work on making sure that that love lasts at least till 9 o'clock in the morning instead of 7. So I don't know what you guys do, but I'd like to hear about it. So if you want to call into the show, 347-989-1363, or shoot me an email at info at Tough Talk Radio Network, love to hear how you're experiencing that and what your secret is to staying on the right side of a loving heart than on the cold side of it. So anyway, just a little thought for the week. Okay, especially you guys out there, I know we carry a lot on our shoulders only because we wish not to tell anybody our secrets or our problems. So for you guys out there, I pray that you guys will just take a minute and take a deep breath and just know that the Lord loves you. We love you, and we hope that you will love that passerby in that vehicle next to you or in that cubicle next to you or in that office down the hall. So just take a minute, take a deep breath. And ask God to help you with that. Anyway, my name is Tony Gambone, and this is Tough Talk Christian Radio, and we are here every Wednesday morning from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I hope that you will join in and friend us on Facebook, follow us on on Twitter, and connect with us at the radio show. I'm going to take a short commercial break. I'm going to bring up a gentleman that was born and raised in the Texas area, Dallas, actually, and uh, lives in another part of, of the country, but interesting story. And like I said, he has just released a, a, a record today, I believe is the day it was being released. Didn't know that before my conversation with him this morning, so I was super excited about that. And we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back, so just uh, stay tuned for us. Christ Clinic is a charity medical clinic that extends the healing ministry of God by providing high-quality health care to uninsured, low-income individuals for the past 23 years. Through a team of caring volunteers and staff, they provide life-saving care to patients that fall through the gaps of every health system. From cold visits to surgeries, Christ Clinic is the expert at providing care to people that are vulnerable. Supported mostly by individuals, they need help now more than ever. Please consider donating or scheduling a tour at www.christclinichaiti.org. All right. See, I told you it'd be just a short break there. And Christ Clinic here in the Katy area, 
Woods, right outside of Houston, is an opportunity for people with uh, low income, no income, or maybe you're a part-time employee like most of our school districts bus drivers are and you have no benefits. This is an opportunity for you to get medical treatment for a donation for free, or even if you have insurance and you just can't get the right care. Check them out, Christ Clinic in Katy, Texas, and I believe it's ChristClinic.org. Okay, so my next guest, or my guest today, I'm sorry, is a gentleman by the name of Jim Huddleston. Born and raised in Dallas, uh, he grew up in a small mobile home park and was exposed to a wide variety of music through his father's involvement in the local country music bands. And it was his love for music that led him to pursue a career in the industry. And, uh, and after school, he could often be found jamming with musicians in his father's barbershop. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to let him bring up the rest of the information about him, and I want to welcome Jim to the show. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So uh, as, as we mentioned there, your father had a barbershop, and, and he was a musician, and you were jamming there every, every opportunity that you had. But before we get into all that, uh, Jim, let's tell the people where you're calling him from, okay, and, um, and, and then we'll move from there. I am calling in from Savannah, Georgia, right here on the right here on the coast of the Atlantic. Mm. And, and so it's, it's beautiful. Being born and raised in the Houston or the Dallas area, what brought you to Savannah? <laughs> well, that's an interesting. Yeah, I I joined the Marine Corps in ni- 1985, and then by the time I ended my service in the Marine Corps, I was in the Pacific Northwest, and I did some almost 30 years in the automobile industry after I got out, and then, as you know, COVID happened, and then the multiple uh, riots and and problems. Uh, started springing up in Oregon, which is where I was living. Um, we were just uh, south of uh, Portland, and my wife and I just said, we're retiring, and we didn't want to go to – I didn't want to go all the way back to Texas. My family has most passed on, and but I wanted to be back as far away from the northwest as I could get, and so we drew our finger down the map, and stopped at Savannah, and then we did a few YouTube videos, and we made our adventure. <laughs> That's awesome. First of all, thank you for serving. Uh, well, I don't know what our our country would be like without people like yourself. So, really appreciate that. Um, you you are a musician, uh, and, and you know the the big news is today they released a. I don't know if I'm saying this right anymore because I'm showing my age. It used to be you were releasing an album or a record, but I know that's not the case anymore. I think it's more of a, a CD or a soundtrack. Or I don't even know what they're calling it today. So let's talk about that a little bit. What, what was released today? Well, you know, I just call it a single because I'm I'm about to turn 55, Tony. So I like, you know, when I'm explaining it to people in church, I still, you know, you'll say album or they say EP in the business or what have you, and it's all digital. But when I'm talking to people in church, if they're 10, 15 years older than me, I say it's a record. (laughs) 
But yeah, it's a it's a single off of an upcoming album called I'll Be Gone and it just about what it sounds like. It's about the when our journey through this pilgrim land is over, we're looking forward to that rapture and getting home. So it it's a it's a lively little tune and it it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to see um people respond you know always the goal is to be a blessing to somebody else and you never know who you're going to be blessing you just get it out to as many people and hope you bless somebody (laughs) yeah yeah that's the beauty of that is uh when you serve others there's a ripple effect that might come about 40 years after we're no longer on this earth and that that's a good thing because it's uh well i think that's what we're here to do is to serve so, uh, do you play an instrument? Oh yeah, I, I play several. Um, backing up to the old barbershop days, um, my dad made was partners with a man by the name of Jack Rowe in the barbershop, and they were the Western Swing Band, the Seven Rowe Brothers Band. And of course, they were all older, but they were still playing they worked up to their 50 years in country music but they were all barbers and locksmiths and their shops were all in a town called irving um just which pretty much is dallas i don't think you can tell when you go out and when you go in so um they would practice in the back of that barber shop all the time back then the barber shop had the big whiskey barrel checker and chess boards and the guys got away from their wives to tell stories and stayed there half the day so there was always some country music going on and as a kid they'd let me sit in the back and strum my guitar and then i'd get help from one or the other and and then pretty soon after a couple of years i was running around playing with them at different venues and different places. So I got I used to go to that barbershop every day after school because they and their right were famous. But, you know, people, you know, they, being famous back then didn't amount to a whole bunch of money. Nobody gave up their day jobs by any means. But you might walk into that place and find somebody like Ray Price or – somebody that they knew was sitting in that barber shop so i'd go down there just to see who was there and uh, i ended up uh getting a real love for the music so my i'm deep rooted in country but i play several i play just about anything with strings except, except something that's tuned like a fiddle or a mandolin i don't i never could get that one hmm. Hmm. interesting so you you were in the military, and as I read some of your bio, um, yeah, it says inspired by his faith and experience as a disabled veteran who suffers from PTSD, Jim's music is a reminder of the enduring power of the American spirit. He says America needs a voice now more than than ever. Why shouldn't that voice be ours? So uh, I, I'm assuming that you're leaning more towards – uh, Christian music than than country music, and I don't know if there's a lot of difference between it. I guess there is from part to part of it. I guess now, I mean, they yeah, even rap country the, music, but well, the mediums, the medium is the same. The message is different. You know, I call it country music without the cheating, drinking, lying, and losing your dog. <laughs> Trying to put happy thoughts <laughs> to the tunes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No. I am a. I am. 
now I've probably released the last country song that I will. Um, so I'm, I've got a big focus on gospel right now. Um, so this song that released today is off of my new gospel album that's coming out. It'll, it's basically called Gospel Outlaw. And so I have a lot of my traditional country roots, but uh, just a great message uh, that's hopefully, and you know, I study pretty thoroughly to make sure everything's on the right side of the word and, and make sure we're getting the right message out because, uh, you know, my experience is when I say America needs a voice, uh, it needs the right voice, <laughs> saying the right things without compromise. Yeah, uh, it, and that's a challenge. Uh, <laughs> that's a huge challenge to say the right thing without being compromised in everyone's ears because uh, we live in a different environment now than, say, back in the uh, 80s and 90s. Um, and I, I as uh, someone who is closer to 70 than 65, I guess I'm right in the middle right now, but the thing of it is, is things are way, way different now, and as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, we're supposed to have a loving heart, and by channeling it through your message through music, I think is really awesome. That's an art that you've been blessed with, but uh, do you find that there is a struggle using certain words in your music versus, say, your standard country music? Um, I don't struggle with the words, per se. I, I struggle with the fact that I know what I'm saying is going to hurt feelings, which, you know, we don't. We live in a world now where we just can't afford to worry about whether we're hurting feelings or not. If it comes to the Word of God, we've what you're talking about. You know, that's going on in the world right now. Even in professed ministries, you know, there's that old saying that everybody says they're a Christian isn't necessarily Christian, and everybody that says they're saved isn't necessarily saved. But um, there are those out there that have compromised to the fact that they would entertain and attempt to impress the ungodly in order to keep these contributions or keep these ministries going. And so I think the struggle is when you come on the right side of the gospel, you know, Christ said that People were going to hate us for that. So I struggle with that a little bit, you know, because you can't help but get your feelings hurt a little bit when somebody is, oh, that's terrible. I can't believe you said that, and, you know, and and you know you're supposed to be saying it. I think that's the only struggle I have with the with the lyrics because, you know, I pray about every song that I write and everything that you'll ever hear from me on the radio I wrote, and I just try to make sure that it's scripturally sound and that I'm not delivering anything that's wrong in what I say. You know, as far as the medium goes, I've always been all for anything that anything that'll get somebody tapping their feet and saying the words and memorizing the words, then I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh 
always say, well, if we do our part, our part, God will do the rest. Um, it's just uh, I, I find sometimes that we struggle to make sure that we're uh, politically correct in today's version of politically correct or, you know, in today's, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, as a, as a Christian, there's a lot of different thoughts of what a Christian is, you know, uh, some, some equates to uh, a religion, some re- uh, equates to a love for the Lord. And I try to stay on the love for the Lord side. Uh, that just keeps it simple for me because I'm not smart enough to understand all the difference between all the different religions. But I do know that if we love the Lord, uh, a, a piece of what he loves us, we're in a good direction. So where can people purchase the opportunity or get the opportunity to listen to your music? Well, my understanding, um, these singles that I do, they'll be released on Spotify worldwide. I mean, uh, United Kingdom here in America, I'll be on iTunes. Um, they can find links to me on mtsmanagementgroup.com. That's uh, my uh, manager and producer. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, Jim Huddleston. Uh, if you see a guy with a cowboy hat and sunglasses, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll have to look that up. And also, um, you, uh, I I know I asked you this before the show started, but as we started talking, I started thinking. I wonder if you play any music in a worship band at church or or any kind of church events or just any kind of local events? Um, I play in church. Um, they do not have a band. Um, we have spe- special music um, at every service, and so I stay involved in that. And when I, I, I actually have had time this year, I'm going to be able to – I work with the choir and, uh, you know, just just in our local church. So I haven't, haven't gotten – out too much to any venues i've been spending so much time you know but i've only my wife got me back moving into the music ministry part you know publicly only about a few months ago so i've spent a lot of time writing the new material and getting it ready for production and ready to get out there um so i've been kind of a hermit in my uh recording cave for a while but hopefully they'll like it enough that they'll want to see me in person, and hopefully I'll get to start traveling a little bit and, and getting to meet more people. So, you know, uh, Jim, I asked a lot of my guests this question. Um, uh, you know, we, we journey through our lives, and, you know, you've had some uh, – it sounds like a great childhood to be able to hang out in the barbershop and see the old guys and hear the stories and play music and – and, and learn the different things like that, right? But um, have you ever thought about, you know, your journey in life uh, through the military and through the automotive career of putting these words in a book? I have, uh, hopefully, you know, at some point there may be a great story to tell. You know, I think about the time in the military and, you know, I, it's it's true that I do suffer from PTSD, and you know there's uh, people, you know people 
it's so great when someone thanks you for your service. It really is. And the the, the great part is, is that, you know, that there's people that actually appreciate that. And I'm certainly a big advocate for veterans. I try, I'm trying to be involved in veteran programs for, I'm hoping to be able to help in some way. Uh, I mean, my first priority would be the church and to expand ministries and uh, expand missions because I think with what's going on right now, we're going to have a whole lot of need um, for those services. But my journey has been really simple. As far as the military goes, I think there's just some things that I think people could live their whole lives and not have to hear and they'd be better off. Um, everybody, I'll say this, everybody finds Jesus in, in wartime and everyone finds Jesus in the military and um, it's being able to hold on to that relationship when things are going good. I mean, it's easy to to seek God when things are going bad, but to be able to continue seeking him and to improve that relationship and get to know him as well as he knows us, um, it's a lifetime endeavor. I focused a lot right now. I heard you were, I heard you focusing on the, on the seeing on the gifts. I was hearing about your, your story before the show started, what you were saying. And I was kind of thinking, yeah, you know, the, the world kind of makes it hard to turn the other cheek sometimes. So that's a real challenge I can imagine. And right now I'm challenged myself personally. Uh, my mission, I guess, is to prove to everyone that you can't outgive God, you know. I know the churches talk yeah. about tithe, but, you know, they, you know, I always look things that, like, tithe isn't necessarily always money, and your offerings aren't always monetary. You know, I was reading really in Second uh, Corinthians um, three verse, verses, one of my favorite being number eight, where it said, um, God's able to make all grace abound toward you and always have all sufficiency in all things and make abound to every good work, right? And But there's the two verses preceding it, and these are the things I try to focus on. One, it says, he which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. And then the next verse, it basically says that God loves a cheerful giver. So I'm working on being a cheerful giver, number one. And that can be challenging sometimes, you know, depending yeah. on who you're giving to. And and then trying to sow more in order to reap more. Really, I think if we all did that, I think – gosh, how much of a better place it could be. And also, I try really hard. I don't want to miss an opportunity to minister to a brother who needs to hear it because um, we're just in a time where we can't afford to miss those opportunities. I don't want to get to heaven and be accountable when God says, you know, you had this opportunity, you had this opportunity, and you missed it. And I yeah. just, yeah. you know, I, I, want to, I want to be on the good side of that too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I hear you, buddy. It's it's really it's a such a challenge to uh, live up to what we think that we're supposed to do. And the truth is, from what I understand, is God loves us either way, but He just smiles a little bit brighter 
when we catch the right pieces from time to time. And I know that we weren't built to be perfect um, or even close to perfect, but I, I think that it's hard to explain the reward you feel when you give or you help others, whether it's money, whether it's your time, whether it's music, whether it's just a, a just patience for someone that's taking too long in front of you in the line of a checkout counter, just something just that simple. We forget, you know, and today we live in a fast-paced technology world, and we have really good excuses why things aren't easy to do the way we would do them, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, I have found with tithing, um, and I started tithing, I found the Lord at the age of 54, so I'm going back 14 years ago, and uh, uh, 13 years ago, I'm sorry, and, and the thing of it is, is that when I found him, I couldn't afford to buy groceries, but I decided to take a challenge and do the tithing, and I can't explain how bills got paid and lights stayed on, but I can tell you that I know who to look to, who was the cause of it. So I highly recommend people give somehow, and the harder it seems to do, the more you should do it, because that's when we see the reward of of serving others. So uh, I'm I'm on the same page with you. It's a struggle every day, and there's, well, you know, you I always what. say the mailman shows up six days a week, and he's never bringing checks. Well, I, uh, you know, I'll i tell you what. I, I have I got in the habit of, you know, with the government, you know, I like I said, I'm disabled. I get paid once a month, so I pay all my bills on that on that day because it's like, why wait, right? Because you know, anything could happen. So you just pay your bills and what you got left, you have left. And I found – once I started paying my tithe, is the first thing that I pay before I even look at the bills. And I, I'm not going to lie, there have been so many times that I got scared. I was like, oh, wow, you know. And it, But it, it's so bizarre, you know. One month I went, man, I think I'm going to be $600 light. And quick story, I bought a, a new truck, and – I'm a disabled veteran, and unbeknownst to me in Georgia, it's my primary disabled vehicle. They weren't supposed to tax me on it. And right after I got stressed and I went, well, okay, too late to be stressed. I'm not going to be stressed about it. We're just going to take it on the chin, however it happens. I got notified by the Department of Motor Vehicles, or they call it the tax office here, that I had overpaid $2,500 in BMB taxes, and they were giving me a check. So that's – yeah. I mean, I've been rescued so many times when I thought, you know, this could break our hearts. But it, it, he, you can't outgive God. I'll, I, can't, I cannot say that enough. You just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can't agree with you more. It's just – it's hard to explain. Uh, but you just have to try to experience it. And, you know, we always look at the guy on the corner that's got the sign up, you know, uh, need help, he's homeless, whatever it is. But we always think to ourselves, and, and I'm guilty, okay, of, well, it looks like he's got a $100 pair of sneakers on, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and but we're not supposed to judge. We're supposed to just 
give and God does the rest, you know, so it's hard. It's, it's really hard, especially we only notice these things when we're in our own struggle. And I want to touch on something you mentioned earlier is uh, when we're in war, whether it's as active duty or just everyday life of, of our surroundings, uh, we tend to, when times are tough, we tend to lean into God a whole bunch and we're on fire with the Lord. But as things get better and, and we get more comfortable it seems that the flame of that fire goes down to a flicker. And I, I often wonder, how do we get that flame back without having to get into the mercy of God because we're in such a bad place? So, so we just got to set up good habits. Be yeah, diligent and, in the word. Yes, yes, sir. And, and, and how, how do we do that? As men, I just want to talk as men, I find that we don't allow anybody in to help us, to lean on. So for me, I'm blessed. I have a wife that is, is sent to me by the Lord because I can lean into her. What do you use? Do you have someone that you are mentored by or uh, that you can lean on? Do you have a, a friend that, you you know, a lot of men don't do that. What is your secret? Well, I'll tell you, after the Marines, I, 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 I don't make a whole lot of I don't go out of my way to make a lot of friends. I'll, I'll put it that way. I, uh, I do have a wonderful wife, and she is devout in her worship. Um, I, my secret really is with that whole 10% thing, I try to take it to the extremes. Like, okay, I've, after I talk with you, I know that I've got a free hour, right? So... So there's an hour. I'll take 10% of that hour, and I might just open the book of Proverbs. I might just randomly open the Bible, and whatever 10% of that hour is, I'll spend it reading and stay diligent in the Word. The, the biggest problem that we have is put the Bible down when times are good. It starts collecting dust on the shelf. But if we could just make a habit of spending some time in the Word every day, God will bless that time tenfold. I mean, he'll take the time that you devoted into into reading and will absorb probably more than we ever thought we would. And I have a great pastor and I have a great church. You know, the uh, Georgia people here, I mean, they're just super nice. Everybody's super nice, uh, maybe except when they're behind the wheel of their cars. But when they get out, they're really nice. <laughs> Uh, and so they, I, we have a loving church it's a wonderful place they're all like family and I have a wonderful pastor I can talk to anytime if it's something that I think is just too big for me to handle first I give it to God and then I'll talk to the pastor and my wife and I have great communication um, that way she always knows where I'm coming from and you know our wives have a lot more wisdom sometimes than guys think that they do. As a guy, we're the ones that don't want to get any directions from anyone. We don't want to get street directions. Uh, so we stay lost and then until we finally get directions. And then, you know, I we don't want to hear from anyone or anybody, you know. Uh, we're going to figure it out on our own. But 
You know, sometimes you just can't figure it out on your own. Sometimes it's just too big for us, but nothing's too big for God. And, you know, first we ask God for help, which I do, and then I'll talk to my wife, and we bounce things back and forth, and it's a it's a great blessing. And then uh, there's always the pastor, too. Uh, you know, I would say to anyone out there, don't be afraid to pray for someone, and don't be afraid to ask for prayer. Even if it's unspoken, you don't got to tell everybody your problems. Just tell them to pray for you, you know. I mean, I yeah. say that to everybody. If there's somebody out there that feels like uh, they don't have anything to pray with, hit me up on Facebook. I'll pray with you. I mean. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I, You know, uh, it's unfortunate that the time just goes so quickly on on uh, on this show. But I... I uh, I, I got I I gotta say thank you to the Lord for allowing me to do this show because I get something out of it every week and this week what I just got out of this was the fact that uh, I uh, can take you know I tied every month just like you're saying but I never thought about if I have a free hour to take ten percent of that time and pick up my Bible or whether it's an app on the phone or, you know, just something and meditation and just tie that to the Lord of that time. Cause you have a free hour and, and that, that's awesome. I love that. And I'm, I'm sorry to say, I'm going to steal that and tell it to other people because that Please. is a great <laughs> suggestion. I, I've never heard that before. And I think that that's a way of giving back. I, I just like that. I want to thank you for, for bringing that to my attention. Oh, it's it's my pleasure, and please, I hope everybody steals it and uses it. I steal stuff all the time. Every time I hear something that I think is catchy, I steal it, and I try to try to use it. You know, one day, you know, you've got this show that's going on, and you're getting to put this out there um, to – tons of people much like i want to be able to do as soon as as possible but you know what an amazing thing when you get to heaven and we were talking about the, our first day in heaven at church what it would be like and you know our preacher had celebrated 34 years as the pastor it's the only church he's ever pastored for 34 years and i said think about your first day in heaven man is going to be whatever a day in heaven amounts to. I'm sure they're not on the 24-hour clock there. But your first day to see the multitudes of people that you touched and never even knew it, you know? Right. And so, yeah. I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen people that have gotten pulled over on the side of the road and got saved while they were listening to the radio. You know, it's just you just never know who you're going to touch. So what you're doing is fantastic, man. I mean, to reach out to people every week and be able to have listeners here, you just don't know who's going to be blessed by that or what they might do with it. Yeah. Uh, well, I am totally blessed and uh, probably more than I ever deserve. Uh, to do this show is, uh, you know, I always say uh, I get more out of it than anyone, I think, because it gives me a chance in the middle of the week to remember what I've been forgetting all week since Sunday or, you know, from being in front of a sermon or whatever it might be. So I'm the one that's totally blessed for this. And uh, unfortunately, I'm out of time. And so what I want to do is make sure, I want to make sure to let everyone know one more time um, 
how they can get in touch with you, Jim, and, you know, uh, and, and for them to start thinking about how they can, you know, where they can purchase your music and how they can get you to come locally or anywhere in the country that they want to pay for you to fly to, to, uh, to sing in front of them. I'll be there. <laughs> I can, again, I can be reached. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook, Jim Huddleston. Um, usually the first one that comes up, but I'm uh, wearing a black cowboy hat and a pair of sunglasses. That's me. And then mtsmanagementgroup.com will always have updates on what I'm doing and what's coming out. And I have a website that will be coming out pretty soon, but I haven't gotten that completely up and running. Um, I've been working on this, like I said, for just about a couple of months. So we're getting it all up the way and going the way it should be. Well, that'll be a reason that we have you back on the show, Jim, so that we can announce that website and market it as well. And I wish you the best of luck. And I'm just so thankful for your service and for the time you took today to share your story with us. And when we get you back on the show, people can learn more about you. I'm sure there's a lot more that we haven't touched on. It'll be my pleasure. God bless you, Tony. Same to you, buddy. Well, folks, we're we're just about out of time, and I just I can't say thank you enough to Jim Huddleston for taking the time to share with us and make sure to pick up his music, uh, friend him on Facebook, follow him. Uh, not only has he served our country, but now he's serving us individually with some music based uh, from God's words. So just so proud of this opportunity. And I just want to make sure everybody knows every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 10.40 a.m. Central Standard Time here on the Tough Talk Radio Network to tune in to Tough Talk Christian Radio. My name is Tony Gambone, and I just can't say how thankful I am that I've had this opportunity today. Hope everyone has a blessed week, and we'll see you next week. You have been listening to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. A special thanks to all of our sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information.